everybody. It's Ashley and Renee, and we just wanted to check in. We've already recorded this week's episode, but we wanted to check in with you because we are just so excited that you guys have been following along and listening and that we've got all these new best friends in so many new places. Right, Renee? Yep. We're very excited, and we're seeing so many cities pop up that we just didn't know we had best friends in, like Houston. And I think we have some... Houston. I know Holla Houston. Um, and there's been a lot of new best friends in Denver, which is really cool because we both really like it there. Hi, Denver. It's great. You're it's so sunny in Denver. It is and beautiful. And I'm sure Houston's nice too. I've just never been there. Yeah, but sorry. We... Maybe now that we have friends to visit. Uh yeah. Let us talk to us about it. We'll come visit at some point. If again. we can come stay with you, can we that would stay be great. With you, just, just go ahead and email us and let us know, Houston, if you've got an extra bedroom. Ashley and I can share a room. That we're fine with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, so you just let totally. us know. Just that's fine. Well, we're but easy. we've also had a lot of like cool countries tuning in. Yeah. So obviously. And we were surprised by that, which is awesome. Yeah. So obviously there's been the United States and New Zealand. And we're very excited to see, you know, all of our friends. Thanks. Thanks, listeners and friends there. Um, but there's also been some other cool countries like what's good, Germany? No, Germany. I didn't know Germany, that Friends was so big in Germany. Or maybe we're just big in Germany. Well, we've just got some great fans there, I guess. Some great listeners. Yeah, I guess so. And our uh, brothers to the north, Canada, have been making a really decent oh, representation. Canada, I have a thanks. I love Canadians. They're the best. You guys are the best. Hey, India. Thanks for everybody that's listening from India. We see you. We, lo- we hear you and we see you. I think we've even had listeners from Aruba. Aruba. Which actually I take it back. I don't want to visit Houston. I want to visit Aruba. Yeah. Um does anybody in Aruba have a spare room? And also does Barry still have that like timeshare hookup there or whatever? Because he was always yeah. taking people to Aruba. He was. He was always going to Aruba. So I don't know. But it's been really cool to see so many new friends and so many new places and we're just so glad you guys are here. So please keep listening along and um, we will continue to see where people are listening in from and we will, um, we'll be posting it on our Instagram. So follow us on best friends club podcast um, on Instagram and see if you get a shout out. Yeah. And I guess we should get to this week's episode. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll let you guys listen to the episode. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Here's episode four. Bye. Bye. everybody welcome back to best friends club podcast i'm ashley and i'm renee and this is season one episode four the one with george stephanopoulos george stephanopoulos can i tell you so look we've been very intentional in this like this is not meant to be a like current events obviously this is friends we're talking like 25 years ago but like uncurrent events very uncurrent um also like we are intentionally not being political because this is just a fun feel-good podcast right like we have our opinions we're informed but it's not this is neither the time nor the place 
um, that we're choosing to talk about that. But when um, semi-recently there was a news story about a former White House advisor being indicted I thought it was George Stephanopoulos and I was like, that's like, I'm, I'm, I don't really know. Like I don't follow George Stephanopoulos's career. And I know he's like, um, what, like a broadcast journalist or something like that. Political. You're journalist. not like friends with him on Instagram. I, yeah, I'm weirdly. Um, but I, I didn't, I mean, even in this episode, I'm kind of like, okay, like I don't really know who they're referring to, but then I was like, oh my gosh, that guy. And I was like, they keep calling him young, but like, he started his career 25 years ago. I remember he was in that episode of Friends in the first season. And like, I thought this for a few weeks until somebody was like, Ashley, that's George Papadopoulos. <laughs> you see why I got confused. Yeah. So George Papadopoulos is the young political analyst that was indicted. Oh. George Stephanopoulos is this uh, broadcast journalist who has like a long and decorated career i'm pretty sure so anyway in case where one would get confused you can see so in case you were also like that's weird that's a weird thread um they're two separate people so i'm sure i'm not the only one who got confused yeah i definitely didn't know who george stephanopoulos was no we were too young really other than this episode of friends like we knew tom brokaw we knew Mm -hmm. connie chung Mm-hmm. Barbara Walters. We knew Barbara Walters. That was about it. That's about it. We knew like um, Jay Leno and David Letterman, but that you know we're starting to go into a, a different genre of TV. Yeah, they weren't exactly hard hitting news reporters. No, not exactly. My anyway. nana loved David Letterman. By the way, did she? Loved him. She loved Letterman, and so I used to. I grew up watching Letterman with Nana, so I, he's still got a special place in my heart. Oh, I didn't know that. The one with George Stephanopoulos. Um, something that got me about this one is like, there's there's a bunch of different things that are going on, right? So Ross, the main story, I think, of this one, well, I guess the main story is George Stephanopoulos, isn't it? But right. one of the things that they talk about a lot is Ross, it's the anniversary of the first time he slept with his ex-wife, Carol. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big theme. Um, but he talks about it and... I just find it weird how much like, okay, I don't have a brother. You don't have a brother. No. Maybe we just don't know, but like, do Monica and Ross just seem a little too open with each other for you? Yeah. It's a little too close. A little too familiar. Like in the last episode, they were talking about penis size and like the hand like thing. And, and he's like, and she's talking to him about that. And then like in this one, it's like she knows – I don't know. It's just weird that, like – I guess Ross says, like, I was telling everybody about it. But it's just weird that he's like, oh, is today the 11th? And she's like, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Right. Like, she had it marked in her calendar every year. Yeah. Like, happy sex anniversary. It's weird. It is Brother. weird. Brother. <laughs> it's strange. So that is just, like, this is the beginning of the, like, what's up with this – relationship in my head but again I don't have any brothers yeah I don't know I I also think it's super weird but I mean they're a little close through the whole show like they'll like kind of sit on each other's laps and stuff and I just that's right and he'll like stroke her hair and stuff and I'm like like I'm all for being cozy and like my family's really cuddly I'm really cuddly in general but like yeah I wouldn't sit on a if I had a brother I don't think I'd sit on his lap 
Like my family's not really like snuggly and touchy like yours is. Yeah, so. I think Ashley's dad gave me a hug for the first time when I saw him last year. And that's like the first time in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And on the contrast, the first time my dad met my boyfriend, who would then be my husband, but I'd only been dating him for one month, my dad kissed him on the mouth. Yeah, that sounds like your dad. Yep. And every time I, <laughs> every time I talk to my dad, he's like, tell that beautiful husband of yours I love him and give him a big kiss from me. And you're like, no, thank well, you. <laughs> I mean, that's just my dad. That's just my dad. No, it's true. I feel like your dad is every, like, Italian family movie. You know what yes. I mean? When it's like they're close and you kiss on the mouth. Like, that's your dad. He's he's there for it. And mm -hmm. we all love him. True. Great. So, right, so Monica and Ross are a bit close. But um, Ross is very upset this whole episode um, because it's the first time. So he he's all, like, droopy and sad and, like, <laughs> it's pretty annoying it is it's hard to like because he just he's wallowing well and when he's like uh a peach pit that's a peach pit you know <laughs> and then when they get to the hockey know. rink and he's like what was there ice there and he's like yes there was it was the first frost i'm like come on like i understand being sad you're like mourning the loss of your marriage but peach he's pits, leaning into it too much yeah. he's like he's like he wants to wallow like you know when you're sad and you want to be sad he's sad he wants to be sad but he's also making it everybody else's problem yes I guess he could have just stayed at home but the guys insisted they go to a hockey game mm -hmm. so they um they go out to a hockey game and in it Ross gets hit in the face <laughs> by a puck and funny enough Renee do you remember that I got hit by a puck yes I was once at a hockey game with an ex-boyfriend and I remember thinking like, oh, I really hope I like I want to catch a puck, which is not a normal thing. You don't catch pucks at hockey games. So I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I, I just had this idea in my head. And at one point, the puck gets like slapped across the ice. We're looking around, don't see it. I look up and it's tipping over the net because oh we were gosh. sitting behind the goal and I'm like, oh, there it is up there. And I kind of just like turn, not paying attention, talking to my ex-boyfriend. And bam, like the puck smacked me right in the boob. <laughs> and then it fell down on his lap. And he was like, oh, I caught the puck. And I remember being like, who caught it? Excuse you? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I like evil death stared him into giving me that well-earned. It hurt. It is a frozen solid piece of I don't know plastic I don't know what it is but I can it was only imagine so hard. those things are dense yeah and I was afraid I was gonna have stunted growth in that boob <laughs> thankfully I think we're okay but yeah so I still have that it was the um Florida Everblades I still have that puck somewhere in some box somewhere some box somewhere um so so Ross gets hit in the face with the puck and they take him to the hospital you know what I'm about to say don't you Renee no. Who do they see at the hospital? Who do we meet at the hospital? That crazy lady? She's the worst. She, I, like, I, she ruins this episode for me. Oh, okay. We don't, like, know her from somewhere else, right? Uh, I Googled her, and she's been, she's one of those actresses, I think, that's, like, plays those, like, couple line roles in everything. 
She is so heavy handed and annoying. So unbelievable. I don't know if maybe this was just like 90s comedy was like this, but like it's so much that I actually thought like we should we should keep a list of our least favorite extras. (laughs) She's number one on my list so far. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's just really rude. And I know like nobody expects to be seen right away when you go to an ER. Like it's just not going to happen. But it's a little over the top. It's so over the top. And it's just, it doesn't add to it. It's not funny. It's just annoying. Did you notice how old school all the like vending machines were? Did you see a milk vending machine? What? No. In the hospital? In the ER room, I mean? No. There's a milk vending machine. So funny. What? Who? Milk? (laughs) I mean, I guess... It was during the milk is good for your bones phase, not the we're all dairy free phase that we're in right now. Right. You know, I do remember being um, I do remember being in elementary school and drinking milk literally every day because that's what you had with your lunch was milk. Mm -hmm. I had milk with lunch and my family all drank milk at dinner. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I thought that was weird. Still drink milk every night for dinner. A I, I, guy at work the other day, so we've got a milk fridge like for our coffee and tea. And a, a, the other day at, at work, a guy pulled the milk out of the milk fridge and just poured himself a big cup of milk. And I was like, really? <laughs> In the middle of the work day? You just want some milk? He's like, I love milk. And I was just thinking like, I even said it. I was like, I, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You're entitled to like it. But that was just so weird. Yeah, that is super weird. So, so Ross is in the ER. We've got the world's most annoying ER nurse. Um, and Rachel has a pretty hard one in this episode. Um, she gets her first paycheck. So that is a, should be a very exciting moment. She's so excited. It's the very first time. I mean, it's the first, it's her first ever paycheck in her entire life. She has never had a job before. When was your first paycheck? Um, my first real paycheck. Yeah. When I was 15 and I worked at the answering service. Did you not work at, um, the restaurant before then? No, I got started working in restaurants after that. Yeah. My first real job that wasn't babysitting, um, was working at the answering service, which was a pretty cushy job. I just answered the phones. It was great. How much was, how much did you make? Um, I made seven twenty five an hour. This was in two thousand or two thousand and one. Was pretty good first job. I was gonna say, was it pretty good money for that? Yeah, I mean, minimum wage was around four something or five something, and I didn't really have to do much. It was great until they sold it to another company, and then I wasn't allowed to work there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They locked the doors and changed the locks. Pretty much, and then I had to go work in restaurants which was more work for less money. Yeah, that's not a good equation. Anyway, yeah. I think my first paycheck, you know, what? I did some like part-time admin work at this doctor's office where my mom was a medical receptionist. And so technically I was on their payroll. Um, I think I just like reorganized their filing cabinet. Well, I remember you doing that. That's all I did. I don't think I did much else. Um, and I w- couldn't even tell you how much I made. But I do remember on my first real job um, that I like 
was was consistent. I was a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. You were so tan summer. that summer. Gosh, I got tan when I was lifeguarding, but like it was a problem. Like, yeah, it was too much. There was there was there was I was a lifeguard for a few different summers, and we had a just a smattering of different type of supervisors. Some were great, and some were literally the worst humans I've ever met. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, but yeah, I don't remember how much I made then, but I do remember that was my first job and yeah, it was pretty fun. But so Rachel has been, you know, serving coffee. She had her first job. She's so excited, opens it and then learns what taxes are. Mm-hmm. And she says, who's FICA? Why is he getting all my money? And I can't remember what is FICA. Um, I don't know what exactly stands for, but it's basically like your social security and everything that gets taken out of your paycheck. They break it down now, but maybe they used to just put it all to FICA. It's for social security. It's like social security and Medicaid and like whatever else they take out of your paycheck. I don't even remember. So Rachel's like, it was so not worth it. And she sees how much money she actually is taking home. So she learns the difference between gross income and net income. Yeah. Um, and waves it around to everybody's face. And um, and they're all like, no, that's fine. That's great. And then start finding reasons to like tip her a lot of money because they feel yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So, right. So this is the one also where Rachel's depressed about how little she's actually making and how, you know, just or doesn't feel worth what she's having to be put through at her job. And then enters through the door three bougie Manhattan women with or I don't know three bougie women with like armfuls of shopping bags yeah I actually think it's worse than bougie Manhattan women it's bougie Long Island women is that worse well it's bougier is it okay okay Renee is different Renee has family in New York so she knows about all this I'm not privy to the classes over there so right so they're bougier they're they're what are they like older money or just I think it's I don't know it's just different are they suburban I would say no? it's more yeah it's more suburban but it, I think they almost like flaunt it more mm, okay in my opinion but I'm maybe we're gonna get some hate mail on that I don't I know gonna but say. they're all like wearing Chanel <laughs> and like you know it's more about how they're acting which is obviously a caricature so Jill yes. Zarin don't get mad at us I was just thinking in Real Housewives um somebody says something mean about Long Island and it oh point of contention so look ladies oh, okay no hate against you but yeah it's the way that they're acting they're really like they walk in like ew what is this like doesn't want to touch anything and then they see Rachel and they start squealing which is so annoying mm-hmm. um and they're just kind of like oh your mom said you work here and you do mm-hmm. and you have to assume that these women are on the same trajectory Rachel was on before where they went straight from the sorority house to their husband's house um, and I've never had a job. So they're kind of like judging Rachel for it. Well, except the one who said, guess oh. whose dad made her partner, which well, points to herself. But I'm like, you're also really young to be partner in a law firm. Exactly. Like I can only assume that they're yes. like 25, 26. That's exactly so it. So she doesn't get married, but she's making partner. But that wouldn't be realistic if she didn't work for daddy. That's exactly it. So she has a job, but she doesn't actually get the real like how how hard 
real life and working is for everybody whose dad yeah. doesn't own a New York law firm. So it's like she's making partner, but it's like mm, you're 26, like you're fresh out of law school. How? And so, yeah, exactly. Like just privilege on privilege. Yeah. So but that makes her feel pretty crappy. Yeah. Which I get. So, so she's like, look, I am not just a waitress. I do other things too. And they kind of are not trying to be mean, but in the way that they're kind of like, oh, okay, okay, cool. So she's like, well, right, I make – It oh, seems to me like they all just thought this was like a little phase and like after she ran out on the wedding right. that she would come to her senses and they don't understand – why she would be like putting on the charade and she's probably questioning that herself because she's like I made $50 and I've been working you know the last two weeks or whatever she made but um I'm proud of her I mean even though she gets a little sad about it she doesn't I mean she easily could have just gone home they could have probably taken her there in their Lexus yeah that's exactly right she they are kind of like look the biggest story on the gossip scene is still you running out on your wedding so like when are you just gonna like okay you tried it you did the independence thing like you made your point come back Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's almost kind of like this whole like okay like you're just being a fussy little child it's like they're Mm -hmm. treating her like a little kid like you're throwing a temper tantrum now come back and she's like no like I'm gonna learn how to take care of myself and they're all like what women don't do that so Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, so it's it is you're right. So she's already she's already feeling down on herself, and then they come and are like, "Come on, like every all everything's waiting for you back home, like luxury, comfort, security, money, money, money." So you you know she can't afford anything, and they just come in with free promotions for no reason, right? Um, and so, um, oh, also, um, this is building up to um, Phoebe walks in and is like, oh, I got no sleep last night. She lives with her grandmother, who we see a little bit later in, in some in some seasons. Um, and she's like, well, my grandmother has this new boyfriend. They're both deaf, but they're also or like, you know, hard of hearing, just old age. And they're also really insecure in bed. And so she's like, you know, they're constantly reassuring each other. And like, so basically she's like, can't get any sleep because she can hear her grandmother and her grandma's new boyfriend, which is horrifying. So Monica's yes. like, right, come spend the night at my apartment. And so Rachel comes home and they're like, you know, having girls sleep over. And, um, Rachel has had, she's just feeling the weight of it. And I feel like Rachel's meltdown here is just so real. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember this. I remember after I graduated college and it was in the middle of the global financial crisis. So like even my part-time retail job called me and was like, we're going to put you on casual work. So basically... You, it might say that you have a shift, but we'll call you and tell you if we actually need you or not. And this job was at a mall that was like 45 minute. Well, how long, how far away was it? It was like 30 to 40 minute drive. Yeah. 30 or 40. To get, yeah. To get to this mall. And they were like, okay, every time you have a shift, we'll call you an hour before and tell you whether or not we actually need you. Thanks so a, like, up, guys. yeah, quite inconvenient for somebody who's got to like drive 40 minutes to get there. But then also... I remember saying like to my supervisor, I have to pay rent. And she was just like, 
I'm really sorry. We're all having to go through this right now. And I just don't think it fully hit me like what was going on and how, Mm -hmm. you know, everything was just falling apart. Thankfully we weren't older with, you know, stable jobs and homes and children. Like, right. It's a really inopportune time to be emerging from college, but we, we were going to have nothing anyway, I guess. So it did make it harder, but at least we didn't get things that we already had taken from us. Yeah. I actually had the lowest paying job I've ever had right out of college. Isn't that when I lived in London? Well, I was going to say, isn't that how it should go? Or you mean even lower than like when you were in high school? Oh, even way lower than when I was in high school. Right. Okay. (laughs) So not like career job. No, it wasn't a career job. It was retail. I was making $6.25 an hour. I made less than a thousand pounds a month and my rent was almost 400. (laughs) It was okay. It was a great time to be poor. Really? Just not easy? Like... (laughs) I do remember one time I it was in college and I was like living barely pay, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And that was fine, but I had been waiting to get paid. We got paid on Friday, but so it hit your account like Thursday night at midnight basically. Right. Right. And I'd been waiting to get paid and that Wednesday No, sorry. It was that Thursday, like that Thursday afternoon before I would have gotten paid like 12 hours later, I ran out of gas on my way home. (gasps) The only time I've ever run out of gas, even though one time Ashley and I drove on my low fuel light for about two hours in the middle of nowhere and almost ran out of gas, but we still didn't run out of gas. But I had been pushing my car that long because I had like $12 in my bank account. And I ran out of gas and I was like less than a half a mile from my apartment and I'm crying and this guy, it comes and knocks on my window and I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And he's like, no, here, I just (laughs) got a gas can with some gas in it. And I was like, I don't have any money. And he's like, it's okay. Just open up your gas tank and I'll put it in for you. He was so nice. And I was like trying not to, you know, find myself in a Liam Neeson taken situation. And he was just being a very nice man. You never know. You never know, but it was the middle of the day in like a busy intersection. It wasn't like I was on a back road at night. I just, I don't know. I've watched too much Dateline, I guess. But anyway, he put gas in my car and I was like so sad. And anyway, I go home and that night I'm like refreshing my bank account at like 1150 on. And I, cause I need to like pay bills and like put gas in my car and stuff. And I refreshed my account and I was, I had worked like out of the two weeks, we just finished up with school and out of the two weeks, I think I worked like 40, let's say 45 hours, um, for those two weeks. Well, instead of paying me for 45 hours, they paid me for 4.5 hours. And so we were making, I was making $10 an hour. So instead of getting paid 400 and something dollars, I got paid like 40 and I was like, this can't be happening. Like, I literally have no money. So I called them the next day and I was like, hi, I'm sure this is an oversight, but, you know, I only got paid this much. I was supposed to be paid about this much. And they were like, oh, sorry, we accidentally paid you 4.5 hours. We'll just add it to your next paycheck. I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I don't want to be difficult, but I can't wait two more weeks 
to have money. Forty dollars. No. I was like, yeah. I'm barely hanging on as it is. So I had to wait like forty eight hours or something until they could initiate another direct deposit. But yeah, that was probably my like brokest moment. Listen, payroll lady. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, we all feel you. We've all been there. Write to us. Tell us about your brokest moments. Yeah. It, we'd love to hear it. Best friends club podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Because we've been there. We get it. We've been there. We'll probably be there again. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Not. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we're here to hear about it if you've been there. Um, so Rachel walks in feeling in a state and monica's like do you want some tiki death punch and she's like what's in it and she's like well it's rum and then rachel just starts like, like drinking okay. from the blender <laughs> yeah and i've got to say it i've always thought doesn't tiki death punch sound really good yeah we should find a recipe we should make a recipe well okay we'll try to find one and if we can't find one we'll just make one for you but it like it looks like it's like strawberries and you've got to assume it's got rum mm-hmm. and maybe it's got some sort of like coconut water I was coconut, coconut cream. for sure it sounds so sounds good. Like so anyway, don't worry, guys. We will hook you guys up with a tiki death punch recipe on our website because it sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. So, um, so the girls have a slumber party, and it's they're they're like, like, oh my gosh, what if life doesn't work out? Like, how do you even have a plan? Like, how do you know things are going to get better? Which I get it. We've all been there too. And then they get a knock on the door and they're like, oh good, it's the pizza. And so this pizza guy shows up with the wrong pizza. Now, before we get to the whole pizza thing, do you recognize this extra? So I only recognize him from Never Been Kissed. Oh, is he like the brother or something? No, he's like a random person in Never Been Kissed, but that's where I recognize him from. Okay, I've never actually seen Never Been Kissed. (gasps) Sorry, you haven't? I know. I'll put it on my list of things to do. You've never seen Men in Black. (laughs) Okay, but Men in Black sounds stupid. Never Been Kissed is adorable. All right. I wasn't really into rom-coms, but at the time. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's, I feel like it's part of my education. Yeah, so both of these movies came out when we were 14, 14 14-year-old girls. Men in Black, come on. Get your priorities. I watched it as a friend's house. Okay, so this extra... um, I'm curious to see who will remember this. So he was most famous because I was like, I recognize this guy. So I looked him up. He's most famous for a commercial. And it was a series of commercials that was done at the time for, speaking of it again, got milk. Oh, clearly there was a milk agenda at the time because they were there was milk vending was. machines there's a got milk camp there was a milk it's agenda all marketing. and we're blowing the cover off of it yes and um so he was the most probably uh, the most famous maybe the most likable of the got milk commercials where he gets a phone call he's eating a cookie and then he tries to pour himself a glass of milk but his milk's gone it's run out and so he his phone rings and he answers it and it is a radio contest saying like hey 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 for five thousand dollars tell us who killed oh and he has the cookie Alexander in Hamilton oh. in a duel which is also popular you know and he's going but his mouth is full of cookie and because he doesn't have milk apparently water doesn't also do the trick I don't oh. know spit the cookie out of your mouth whatever we're not here to pick it apart he's the he's the Aaron Burr got milk guy gotcha see I barely remember I'm like remembering it now that you're saying it but I only I mostly just remember the got milk ads like with celebrities and the milk 
mustache. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, Got Milk comes up again in Friends. So you guys, there is some sort of deep state Got Milk conspiracy. I think it was but we'll just called the it. 90s. Yeah, I think that's fair. But but isn't it funny that milk campaigns were that pervasive? Mm-hmm. Like, got milk. Anyway, we'll we'll it comes up again, but we'll get to it. So <laughs> so this this guy before his sparkling debut as the Got Milk, the face of Got Milk, he's a pizza boy, and he brings them the wrong pizza, and so they're in that whole like, ugh, everything's going yeah. wrong. Our lives have gone to crap. Now we didn't even get the right pizza. And he's like, oh, this is supposed to be for G. Stephanopoulos. And they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so he's like, oh, I must have given him your pizza. He's across the alley. So then the girls go out and sit on their very beautiful and generous for a New York apartment um, balcony and start spying on George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, which that balcony doesn't make any sense because when they do the pan up of the building, there's no balconies anywhere. There's just fire escape. I guess you'd have to assume that that is not the side of the building they live on. Because I assumed she lived on the alley because they look across the alley. But but then... But everything in New York they, is basically like across an alley. That's true. And and then when Phoebe drops the lotto tickets, they all land on the street. So it's yeah. a good point. It's a very good eye. Yeah, so they start... They start um, they're, they're like looking at George Stephanopoulos. He has a lady friend over. And so they're talking about that. But then yet again, they start talking about what do you think the guys are like in bed? And I'm like, Mon- one of those guys is Monica's brother. Right. It's so weird. It is. Why is she guessing what her brother is like in bed? I know. I don't know. It's it's. It's too strange. I don't know. I think it's creepy. So um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode, isn't it? Pretty much. Well, they're, yeah, they're just like out. I think it's funny. This is one of the first episodes. I mean, obviously, a lot of firsts because it's the beginning. Right. But they all start like pulling out secrets on each other right. out on the balcony. Right. Like Rachel was like, oh, yeah, I actually wrote that valentine to you did you actually think he said it to you she was a big girl and it's the first time we learn or that's where they start to like they that's when they plot like plant that seed like okay monica used to be fat yeah right yeah and um rachel or uh monica's like you remember that pate you liked phoebe well unless goose is a vegetable like that's when we learn phoebe's a vegetarian yeah that's right isn't it i think i think that's the first time it comes out I did feel like that was a bit malicious of Monica to feed your vegetarian friend who's vegetarian for ethical reasons to feed her meat. That's pretty, that's pretty cruel. Yeah. But what do you think is worse? If she already ate one and didn't know, would you tell her or would you just like let it go? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to stop her from eating more? Like, oh my gosh, don't eat that. It's got meat in it. Like, please like prevent her from eating more meat yeah i don't know i don't know look whatever in a situation i just always thought like oh that's mean that they're laughing about it but but yeah they do start to pull out um pull out some secrets on one another yeah and then so i thought it was funny when the pillow like rachel's pillow falls behind her i looked it up and apparently that wasn't supposed to happen but they just went with it because it was kind of cute and then they have the guy deliver it at the end like he knocks on the door and hands him the pillow right I thought it was funny that they worked that in, even though it was a blooper. They like kind of went with it. Yeah, cute. 
Especially because they've had all that tiki death punch. They're just kind of like, well, whatever. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that as well. Fun little Easter egg. Another one. Yeah, so um, so that's good. So we're learning more about people. Things are getting more interesting. The characters are getting more likable, minus that annoying nurse, but she never comes back, so don't worry about it. Um, and then in the next one, join us next time when Ross makes a move. he tries ross starts plotting his plan like he's like okay i'm gonna start like i'm gonna start my pursuit he's like laying the groundwork so that's what happens next and we meet a very important extra who is literally there till the 10th (laughs) season so that'll be important as well yeah so join us next time but join us next time thanks for joining us this time the one with george stephanopoulos and we'll see you next time bye